Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Jim Taylor. Bob Getty along with uh, my good buddy Jim Stump Taylor. And uh, Stump, it's great to have you back. Good to be here, Bob. It's, it's like normal. There's technical difficulties when I'm here. <laughs> I think it is you now that you're making it. It's me. Well, we'll, just go, we'll just go technical problem three. <laughs> and then you show up, get a hold of the equipment, and things just go all haywire. All right. We're out here at Big Taylor Park, opening day of baseball season. And I wish I could tell everybody that it's beautiful and sunshiny outside, but unfortunately it's not. Uh it's rainy right now, Stump. It's overcast and it's kind of cold, and we're just hoping that things get a little better as we get closer. Well, it's all about uh, February, right? It's all about <laughs> baseball in February. This is what you get sometimes, and it is. It's kind of nasty. Hopefully, uh, it'll get out of here. It's kind of a misty nasty, right. and so hopefully it'll get on out of here and the Eagles can get this season kicked off. Well, that's exactly right. We're going to be talking to John Cox a little later in the show, also Chad Kaye is uh, scheduled to join us. Uh, and as, as I said, Stump Taylor back with us. Uh, we're not at the First Bank studio. Mike, uh, Michael's back there uh, in Hattiesburg. But we're here at Pete Taylor Park opening day of baseball season. And Stump, you and I were talking over lunch. Uh, you got to be optimistic about this baseball team. I mean, obviously you lost a, a great All-American starting pitcher. But, you know, you really you lost three position players, and they have a lot of depth on the team, a lot of pitching coming back from last year. No reason to believe that this team won't be right on the level of the last three conference championship teams. I'll agree with that. I mean, my goodness, you know, three what three hundred and sixty something innings out of five hundred and maybe fifty or something. Right. I mean, that that's a good amount of pitching coming back. And and here's the good news: from last year in May to this year, you've got uh, you know almost, you know. Almost a year for these kids to grow, get stronger, and get better. And we know what kind of off-season program that they do here at Southern Miss. So I think you've got to be very optimistic. You you lose a right fielder, you lose a shortstop, you lose a third baseman, right? I think that's what we've And, I mean, we know that we've got quality kids uh, that have been backing up these positions that are going to step into there and play. So I think I think the the future for this season is very bright for the Golden Eagles. Uh, there's a little bit of bad news that uh, kind of came out this week, and that is there's an injury uh, to Matt Walner's forearm. He, of course, had by no he is. Uh, he was scheduled to pitch either this weekend or in the first midweek game. That's been put on hold for the time being. Uh, they'll watch that very closely because obviously uh, you don't want to lose him. He's expected to be the DH uh, over the weekend, but uh, you know we we got a lot of kids. The Strickland kid out of Jones Junior College, mm-hmm. Cody Carroll, who's a, who's a kid. They've really been waiting for him to come into his own. You've got other kids that can step into those roles. And again, as you and I were talking before we came on the air in college baseball, that's what it always comes down to. It definitely does. It's all about pitching and timely hitting playing solid defense, and the thing that excited me the most about hearing that 
that news about Matt Walnut was that it, they didn't mention shoulder, elbow, or hip. Mm-hmm. You know, forearm, I'm okay with. Right. right. <laughs> a little ice and a little, little, little rest, and that should be just fine. Here's something else to keep in mind about the baseball season. Uh, it, this is a little unusual, and that is the caliber of teams that right out of the gate the Golden Eagles are going to play. They're going to play three games against Purdue, weather permitting, this weekend. They're at Jackson Tuesday night to play a really good Troy program. They're at Mississippi State next weekend for three games, and then they have Gonzaga coming in for three games. So the first ten games, quite a test for a brand-new ball team. It definitely is. And, I mean, you know, the Purdue team, that's a that's a regional team from a year ago that's coming in here. Uh, I know those those guys love to get down south to be able to play uh, where their baseballs aren't freezing over, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna they're gonna enjoy being here, and and it's gonna be a good weekend of ball. But you're right, right out of the bat, you you know you also have an opportunity to have quality wins. You know that's the good thing about it, and so hopefully uh, we'll get get off to a a quick start uh, for these Golden Eagles. Here's the good news about Purdue. We talked earlier this week to their play-by-play announcer. They've only been outside two days. The weather's only let them out two days to practice uh, for a weekend series against this team, the Southern Miss team. And then from here, they go to Texas and play the Longhorns three games in Austin. So uh, Purdue will find out real quick what they've got. They definitely will. They're going to get checked quick. And, boy, it's got to be miserable to if I only got out two days in all preseason, that would tell me I need to move. Right. That's right. <laughs> all right. I want to let everybody know this little shop talk here. We're having some trouble hearing back at the studio, so, Michael, if you can text Stump uh, when we're going into the music, that way we'll be able to determine where we are because we just can't hear anything back at the First Bank Studios. All right, so John Cox will be joining us here in the next hour. Also, Chad Kaye, we won't have to do much talking. We can just, we can just pretty much... <laughs> I was wondering when I saw who was coming on, what you wanted me here for? <laughs> this one segment? Come on. Uh, so they're getting ready here at the ball field, uh, getting everything set for the opening day. And I remember last year at opening day we were here when Mississippi State came into town. We were out in the parking lot. It was sunshining and it was beautiful, and unfortunately, uh, and you know, we're going to give you a realistic view of it. It's that's not the way it is here right now. It's it's raining, and uh, it's just a gray, misty, wet condition here. Uh, Weathercasters uh, locally are acting like there wasn't any rain, but they're the same guys that predicted it was going to snow a few weeks ago. <laughs> that ever school rounders <laughs> shut down. Well, you know, thirty percent chance of scattered is what it is. We just happen to be in the scattered area right now. Right. We're looking forward to it, though, and I know the community gets really excited about college baseball here. It's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just electric uh, whenever the Golden Eagles are playing baseball. There'll be a huge crowd here uh, all weekend long, rain or shine. People really already start to come in and, and kind of prepare their spots and what have you out in the roost and uh, up in the suite. So uh, it's exciting stuff, and I, yeah. it's always been that way, has it not? When you were playing football here, wasn't it still kind of excitement in the air about you, football? You always wanted to be at the peak on opening day. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if there was any opportunity, uh, we definitely were out here, that's for sure. All right, are we in the breaks? Uh, he says, when we go into the breaks, so we must be getting close. All right, well, Michael's going to let us know. We apologize for that. We're just not able to communicate with him. Could be stumped. Stump is uh, notorious for messing up the equipment, and I can see nothing has changed. 
I didn't plug Move it one thing and help you bit <laughs> no. this stuff. Hey, when it comes to technology, I'm at the bottom of the home. I can tell you that. I love it. I just want somebody else to do it. I got to tell you something. People ask me about you all the time. Uh, do they have no life? No. They, they just like you, dude. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Eagle Hour listeners around the state uh, do, quite honestly, ask me about you frequently. Just remind them where you are and remind them that... Uh, we didn't run you off. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, I, we we moved to McGee. Uh, January was a year ago. Uh, I'm pastoring at First Baptist Church McGee, and we are into the bumper music. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at Pete Taylor Park. We're live uh, opening day of the 2019 college baseball season. Stump Taylor with me this afternoon, and we'll be right back after this break. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty and the famous Jim Stump Taylor making a guest appearance on the Eagle Hour today. Uh, really glad to have him. We're at Pete Taylor Park, opening day of the 2019 baseball season. Michael, as always, resolves the technical issue. And uh, so we're good to go. I want to remind you that uh, we're not at the First Bank studio this afternoon, but First Bank, uh, of course, the studio sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and we appreciate them very much. All right, joining us now, as we promised, is the longtime voice of Golden Eagle Baseball, John Cox. And, uh, John, always good to have you on the show. Uh, what's with the weather, John? <laughs> well, I mean, you got to keep the grass kind of uh, growing, so you got to have a little water every once in a while. But uh, it's going to be... It's going to be beautiful at 4 o'clock today. First pitch, 4 o'clock, going to be beautiful. That's your prediction. That's my prediction. All right, before we jump to baseball, uh, I want to remind our listeners about another huge basketball win last night. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all such big supporters of Doc Sadler and so proud of the way the team's playing. And, boy, they come through again last night, John. Yeah, I think anybody that's – if you've watched this team from the start, and you guys have, some haven't, some have just watched them the last couple of weeks, yeah. You could see it kind of building. I mean, you know, Doc's never a quick-fix guy. He was going to make them do it the right way, and they went through some growing pains early in the season. But uh, now some of that hard work and, you know, that stretch where we had 44 days with just two home games is sort of paying off. They've been able to go on the road and, and win some ball games. I think they've won three of their last four road ball games. Uh, they've now won eight in a row. Uh, not eight or five in a row, eight of the last ten. So they're playing good. A lot of lot of got a good veteran guys and some young guys who are starting to play, uh, you know, play like they're supposed to. So it, it, they're on a good run right now. Got to keep it going. The UTEP tomorrow. UTEP is a uh, a team that's rebuilding, but they've gotten better and better each week that they played, and so that'll be a tough one. Then you know, four games in the in the bonus play. So it's it's this is a fun part of the basketball season where there's a lot on the line, seeding for the the tournament and all kinds of things, but I'm proud of them. They're playing really, really well, uh, playing probably the best defense in the league. You know, they held that San Antonio ball club last night that had scored 106 against Marshall. They scored over 80 points about uh, 15 times this year to 71, so uh, pretty good effort last night. No question about it. All right, we're at Pete Taylor Park. Obviously, it's opening day of baseball, and, you know, something I were talking before you came over, John, that's uh, – you know, it, we, we lost some good players last year, but when you look at the nucleus of this baseball team, the vast majority of those kids are back. 
there's no reason to believe this team won't compete for its fourth straight conference champion. No, I think uh, I mean that's what Southern Miss does. Uh, I mean, you know, we've had we've had really good players that uh, graduated or left to play a professional baseball, and that really hadn't slowed the Express down a little bit that Scott Berry and uh, before him Hill Benson and Corky Palmer have built. Uh, so no, and it, it's and you know Coach Berry does such an amazing job to me. He can. You know, he's going to find the types of players that are going to play his style of baseball and do it his way. And if you don't like that, then you don't play for Coach Barry. And so, you know, he goes out and he and Coach Kaye, Coach Ostrander, they go out and find these guys or they can, you know, come in who are quote-unquote Southern Miss baseball players who want to do it the Southern Miss way. So, yeah, you miss a lot of, you know, you miss some, miss some veteran guys. Of course, you miss a Nick Sandlin. I mean, you don't replace oh, no. a guy. You know, replace a guy that was the the automatic W on a Friday, on a Friday night. But you know, you got guys who have been waiting their chance. So I think going to step up this year. So yeah, I don't I don't see any reason uh, to have any thoughts about this team not going to continue to be right in the thick of things in, in Conference USA and and battling all the way down to the uh, the conference championship again this year. I was I was thinking about that earlier. That John's going to actually have to work this Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, last last year he didn't have to work real hard when Nick uh, on the mound. Yeah. No. Look, you know, John, and I think what somebody people forget too is not only is are they able to bring in the Southern Miss guy, but he's recruiting. High quality and character. Yeah. Kids oh, no question. Yeah, no question. And, and the other side too is is you know other teams have to go out sometimes I think and and you know get a guy and think will this guy be able to do it? Well, you know Southern Miss has had so much success for so long. There's guys that want to come play here and be a part of this program, and so you know you can get guys that fit the mold that you want, and and that's what Scott and his staff have have been able to do. And, and you know I think. Two, you play tough competition. I mean, Southern Miss doesn't back away. I mean, you got what ten of the first eleven are against teams that were in the NCAA tournament a year ago, or ten yeah. games against teams that were in the NCAA tournament a year ago, and and so he doesn't duck any of that. He wants to play the best competition. He knows that hey, you know the better non-conference schedule play that you play, then the more prepared you are when conference USA time comes around. So, and you don't you haven't seen anything uh, in the conference that maybe you haven't seen in the the non-conference season. So. A lot, a lot of good. I got a lot of. Uh, I'm excited about this season. I think, uh, despite the fact we lost a number of really good players a year ago, that uh, they're going to be right back in it. I, you know, people, they teams like to come to Pete Taylor Park. They may not like it much when they leave out of here, and they've got much, but but they like to come here because of the atmosphere and you know the fans and all the things that are around Southern Miss baseball. So yeah, no question. It's it's nice. I'm on. This will be my last yeah, comment about this, but. It's it's nice because when you look at the last five or six years, we're we're sitting here on the brink of 2019, and we're saying the same thing we've said yeah. for the past five or six years. We've replaced a couple of kids, you right. know, and 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 the optimism that we have seen with the kids that are replacing them is the same as the nucleus that's left. That's right. So that yeah. that is a pretty mentioned I mean obviously you don't you don't immediately replace a guy like Nick Salen, no. but but you know what? They go out and recruit kids who they think have the potential to be the next Nick Sandlin or the right. next uh, Matt Walner or the next Matt Gidry and, and guys like that. Now will they? Who knows? But uh you know those are the types of guys they go out and get. When you do that, you're always going to be right in the thick of things. Here's a great example I think we remember Tim Lance, what a great player he was. Mm. And now we're hearing all these wonderful things about his baby brother, 
going to start at third base tonight. Uh, so you're right, John. Uh, success builds on success. Yeah, you know, it gets it. It, it it's sort, especially in baseball. It kind of drifts down to the the high school coaches out there, the junior college coaches out there. They know that uh, when a young man goes to Southern Miss, you know, he's going to get an opportunity to, to continue his career and. You know, that, that's that relationship that Scott and, and Chad and, and uh, Christian, you know, kind of develop with those coaches. And so, uh, you know, you can, you're can you going to get the kind of guys you know are going to be able to fit in and, you know, do what you need them to do at Southern Miss. So what, are the, what, do, you, what do you, your experience tell you that kids from schools like Purdue, when they come down here and they see the kind of crowds that will be here, the atmosphere, almost like a football atmosphere mm-hmm. in baseball, Probably takes them back a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I th- well, I think they enjoy it. You know, I always tell the story. Brian Dozier tells me this all the time. He says as he makes his journey around Major League Baseball, he said he runs across a lot of the guys that he competed against back in the days in Conference USA, Anthony Rendon, who's now his teammate uh, with the Washington Nationals. He said Rendon tells him all the time, he said, when I was at Rice, he said the but favorite place we couldn't wait to go to was Pete Taylor Park. He said, always a great atmosphere, knowledgeable fans, always great baseball. And Brian says he has guys all over the big leagues that he runs into, whether they've been at FIU or FAU, talk about what the, what it's like to come play at Pete Taylor Park. And so I think that that's what that's what makes it so special. I was talking to somebody today about what's special about opening day. It may not be special at, at FIU or FAU or if you're there and there's a a couple of hundred fans there, but at Pete Taylor Park, you know, it's going to be crazy around here today. It's going to be crazy around here all weekend. And, you know, I mean, this is this is one of the best places in the country now for college baseball. You know, I'm lucky enough to travel around with the Golden Eagles, and there's not a lot of atmospheres that are better than what we have at Pete Taylor Park. So you tie all that in, good baseball team, great fans, great atmosphere, a great opponent, uh, makes for a great weekend. You see the same thing in the conference, John. Florida Atlantic will be good. We know that. Uh, I'm not buying Rice is going to take a big dip backwards for you. No, I think, I think, hey, you know, kids want to go, you know, Rice has had some, a little bit of downtime, not as many as people think, but, you know, their new coach can build on that Rice tradition. I mean, they've won the College World Series, you know, they've been to regionals. They've, I've been in that ballpark where, uh, you know, there's five or 6,000 people in there. It's a beautiful place, you know, with the skyline there, the medical center. So no problem recruiting kids there. You get a great education. You can play great baseball. So, yeah, don't uh, anybody count Rice out. You know, you can probably get better. You can probably get better in baseball quicker than you can in football and basketball or maybe any other sport. So, uh, you know, you find a you find a Nick Sandlin type, guys like that, and a couple of hitters, and all of a sudden, man, you're back. You're back in the mix if you're if you're Rice, who's coming off a couple of down years for them. Maybe not down for anybody else, but for Rice, they were in the fourth largest <laughs> city in the country, yeah. by the way, too. You know, yeah. And John, isn't it true that in college baseball today, anybody can beat anybody on a given night? Well, isn't that funny? You know, you you look at, at football, and at football, you have a eight and four year. You know, maybe that's kind of a so so year. And basketball, if you lose eight or nine, ten games, you know, can't be a good year. Baseball, you know, you can. You can go forty and twenty, and you've had a you had a heck of a year, and you're in the NCAA tournament. You you're probably right in the thick of your conference championship. So uh, yeah, you're going to have some uh, ups and downs, but uh, that, I think that's where 
Coach Barry's been pretty good. You know, I, I, I couldn't tell you the longest losing streak the Eagles have had here recently, but not very many because he oh. he knows how to, to motivate his guys and put the right guys in a position. To, and he have, they got to have great pitching, but he, he knows how to do it to keep them from having some of those prolonged uh, streaks where you, you kind of dig yourself a hole. Well, we appreciate you, my man. We know you're going to be busy tomorrow, basketball and baseball. Uh, so get My favorite trip. kind of day. Yes, it is. All right, John. <laughs> thank you, bud. Hi, guys. Thanks for being here. John Cox, everybody. Play-by-play voice for Southern Miss basketball and baseball this weekend. Chad Kaye next on Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty and the famous Jim Stump Taylor sitting in with me this afternoon. We're live from Pete Taylor Park. We're always here on the opening day of baseball season because we like it, don't we? Oh, we like it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no stranger to the show. Our buddy uh, Chad Kaye joins us right now, associate head baseball coach, recruiting coordinator, batting coach, takes it takes a while just to introduce all the things that he does. Coach, I and, see and your ending started as accolade. No, no, no. <laughs> Coach, I see Purdue baseball players uh, coming into the peak. It's a little overcast, and I yeah. think we're a little surprised by the weather, but are uh, you yeah. pretty optimistic we're going to play? Very optimistic. Yeah, this might be a warm summer day to those guys. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you, you know it's Purdue because they got the white yeah. t shirts and shorts on yeah, there. Uh, 40 degrees and rain. <laughs> Here we are in coach. <laughs> We're all over yeah. shivering. Yeah. Advantage, around the advantage, advantage like, Purdue right now. No question. I didn't see this coming for sure. Coach, how long have you been coaching college baseball? This is my 21st year. All right, does opening year. day feel any different from year to year? Or tell us how it feels. Uh, it's excitement, you know. You work so hard with these guys year round to put them in positions to come together, and and you start to, you know, visualize with the piece, the, all the pieces of the puzzle, how it all comes together. And this is the first day you get to see that in motion. Mm-hmm. Wow! You can't simulate games and inter squad practice, does it? You try. You try your best to put pressure on them, get them to compete as if it is an outside opponent. But at the same time, it's different. It's so different. Uh, you. Hope that all your players can rise to a higher level once it is an outside opponent when it's meaningful outside of the inner squad. So yeah, it's, it's totally different, but it's excitement all the way around, and our guys have been chomping at the bits to get out there. All right, tell us about this ball club, or what you can tell us about uh, the ball club that's coming in the stadium right now. Well, they're coming off a terrific year last year. They're a regional team, as we know. Uh, they did lose some key pieces uh, to draft and graduation, but they also have a, a, a core group of returners, specifically on the mound this weekend. I know they're returning a lot of innings. Uh, we're going to see a right-hander that, um, by the last name of Parker, uh, who had some success last year, both in the starting role and definitely out there pinned. So it's going to be a good challenge. Obviously, Big Ten School, you know, obviously, hopefully, from the RPI purposes, is going to really pay off for both programs at the end. Uh, just a super opponent to get this thing started. Coach, your squad, uh, starter-wise, you're replacing a right fielder, a shortstop, and a third baseman. Uh, We were talking with John a little bit ago, and one of the things that we noticed, which is a great attribute 
to this coaching staff is the way that you guys have recruited uh, the last five or six years. We haven't, as fans, we haven't had to fret True. because we knew that there were kids that were going to step yeah, right in there yeah. and play. Yeah, um, you know, I attribute that to me being here 12 years and Scott being here, however long it's been uh, before <laughs> me. I know we've been together for 12. Uh, and that consistency is no question with uh, – made this thing as cons- you know, yeah. on the recruiting side as consistent as it's been and so you just gotta keep it going, keep reloading. And I keep telling there you every recruit in here, man, we have some terrific pieces, we lost some key pieces, but you're coming in here to reload this thing and, and fill some voids that we 'cause we've been hammered by the draft. I mean sure you have. the part of it a lot of people don't see is we've been hammered by the draft from recruits that never made it here as well. Right. Uh so that's been probably as challenging for me if anyone because that doesn't happen till summer. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right. You got to kind of regroup. You got to prepare, but at the same time, you got to get the, the chips back in, in the pot. Well, talk about things out. Talk about some of those young kids that are coming in that uh, that nobody may even know about. You know, you, you've got to fill those positions. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? What's that lineup look like today? And what you got sitting back on the bench waiting for the opportunity? You know, I'm super excited. Of course, we lost a terrific talent, Luke Reynolds. I, yeah. I hope I could you hit like him in my time. Uh, <laughs> but here we have a guy by the name of Danny Lynch, you know, the, the younger brother of Tim Lynch, who's a terrific player here. And, and he is every bit of a baseball player and every bit of, is ready to play at this level right now as a true freshman. Is he Luke Reynolds now? No. But at the same time, he is going to he, – he has a high baseball IQ. He has – very, very high ceiling as a complete player. Yeah. He's really, really advanced himself defensively. So, yeah, we're losing to Luke Reynolds, but here's a terrific piece. And will he go through some growing pains? I'm sure he will. But at the same time, the future is bright there. Uh, as well as in the outfield, we have a guy by the name of Hunter LeBlanc. He's going to start today as a freshman as well. Wow. A terrific um, athlete, center fielder. He's going to play right this year and play for Walner because he's down. But uh, at the same time, just a bright, bright future, terrific runner, left-handed hitter. Uh, once again, going to be a bright future for him and his program. And, and, you know, we have some young pieces, Ryan Oz, Gabe Shepard on the mound. We have some really, really nice pieces uh, that makes the future bright for Southern Miss. Well, i got to ask you this, because when you, when you utter the word, Walner is down, people <laughs> listening to the program. That, that again, makes everybody think we are getting teary-eyed. Can you tell us exactly what that situation yeah, is? Yeah, so it, it's, well, he's going to hit today, old DH today, uh, but it, she, everyone should be optimistic, because we are. It, the injury wasn't as severe as we maybe had hoped, or not hoped, but uh, <laughs> learned uh, initially. So, uh He's going through some rehab, got him with some meds, no surgeries required. So, this is, as I say, no needles are going in him, so that's really? a good thing. <laughs> well, I, I told him, I said, I was, I was so excited to, to find out that it's not elbow, it's not no, shoulder, it's right. not heel. It's not, oh, God, it's, it's not heel. It's just a flexor in the forearm. It's, <laughs> it's just a little, it's inflamed. So, does that in any way change the plans to use him as a pitcher? Yeah, he, he will not be available this weekend. Well, not. I mean, down the road, though. It, well, it's still in the works. Yeah, well, it's definitely still in the works. We just have to, you know, take it slow and kind of see how it goes day by day. You know, the forearm's tough because obviously it takes a lot of torque when you pitch. And, and so we just have to day to day it and yeah. see where it takes us. The yeah, kid that I'm, I'm happy to hear is going to be back on the field a lot is Storm Cooper. Me too. I, I tell you what, I just like him, Coach. And he's, here's what I observed about Storm. Uh, was last year he didn't get on the field a lot. But every time he came on the field, 
Mm-hmm. He, he gave 150%. I gather he's a teen kid, he's totally and he's earned his way back on the You know, if you look at the statistics from at-bat, it looks like he didn't get many impactful games last year, but he really played a crucial role as a defensive replacement last year and did an outstanding job with that. And it was a tough year for him offensively. He just didn't get in the rhythm of the season because of lack of opportunities. But here's a kid that persevered. I mean, he just stayed the course in the program. You were right. He is a team guy. He's a leader. Uh, high baseball IQ. He waited his turn, and now here he is, starting shortstop. Uh, and I feel extremely confident in him. And I hate to jinx him, but I keep telling everyone I think he's going to give us that senior year that Dick Dawson gave us in 2017. Wow. Well, or 16, I should say. You know he's a high character kid for somebody who comes in here as a freshman and starts no and doubt. plays no like doubt. he does, and then yeah. his time be- begins no to doubt. get split and left. But mm-hmm. the kid is. There's never been a question he can field the baseball. No question. No question. No question. <laughs> he had an outstanding fall offensively for us. He had right. a couple hits our last inner So, uh, again, I, I just think he stayed the course. The progression was there. He kept developing as a hitter. Yeah. And, and now, hopefully, he's going to have a fantastic team. That's awesome. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I tell people all the time, you don't get the credit you deserve uh, here with this program. I just think you're crucial to the program. Uh, you recruit almost all of these kids that come in here, so well, thank you for that. I, w- I want to ask you what what is the what is the basic sell to a high school kid that you want to put in your program? Well, obviously, first and foremost, <clears throat> the consistency of the program is where I start. Uh, this is a baseball town. I sell yeah. our crowd. I sell just the the vibe around town, the community. They they love our sport. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you know, I'm a Southerness guy through and through. I played for Hill Denson back years ago. So I, I've embraced the culture of this place. I, I truly lived it. And I tell them all, I'm very biased. I, I'm speaking passionately when I speak to them because I lived it. And I'm not from here. I'm from right outside of New Orleans. So, uh, But I came to love this place. It was always a dream of mine to come back to coach here. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. And uh, I think from it, it makes it a little easier for me to, to make the sale because I think they've feel the passion and the sincerity in my voice uh, of what this place means to me. I would dare say, too, with the success that we've had on the national level, mm-hmm. isn't it a lot easier to sell Southern Miss today than it was? It, it, well, yeah, yeah right? it's, it's, it's I definitely because of our success and yeah. consistency, and I keep showing all those rings that we continue to, to rack up, so uh, <laughs> I have seven of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> I share that. We, we that's need three more, baby. That's the first thing I share. But, no, okay. you're absolutely right. And the fact that we, we finally beat that door down and went to Omaha, that's another yeah. big sale. Um, because these kids today, man, they want everything. Of course. <laughs> and uh, not only do they want everything from resource-wise, they want an opportunity to go to Omaha. And the fact that the program's been, and, and uh, you know, that's just an extra piece of sale. Right. But, but Division One is getting more and more competitive. There's so many schools that are upgrading facilities. Obviously, you see what some of these SEC schools are building. It's these cathedrals of parts. And, you know, we just got to keep plugging along and keep trying to you know, make new waves. And, like, the advancement of our weight room, the locker room, and so forth. We just got to yeah. keep on plugging it and, and uh, get these kids in here. All right, so three straight conference championships. You, you're favored to win the fourth one, correct? Correct. Is that a good thing, or does that add to the pressure? I don't see it as adding to the pressure. It doesn't add to me because I hold myself so high yeah. of standards. Uh, I'm expected to. I, we've led the conference in every offensive category for three years. I, I told them the other day, I expected to be a fourth. There you go. And I, I look nothing less. Uh, so I don't feel the pressure. I don't think they ha- they do either. 
I think because they bought into the program, they bought into the system uh, and the formula that it's going to take to win that fourth title. And uh, and now it's just about putting our heads down, getting to work, and then here we go far today and get to show us out. Uh, you mentioned Hill Denson. Would this surprise you? We had him on the Eagle Hour this week. Yeah. <laughs> and this is last year. Yeah, and it this is. This is what he it told is. me his hope for his grand disappearing tour was that wherever he went, people bought him groceries. <laughs> uh, unlike Trevor Jones or uh, yeah, uh, Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah. I, hate to say this, but that sounds about right. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Yeah, I uh, I slept pretty good that next day. I was so nice though. I hate that we lost, but still fun. experienced a few little technical issues, but we're back on the air. That's really what matters. And we got what I believe is one of the great all-time closers in Southern Miss history, Colin Cargill, who is now the director of player, player director of uh, baseball operations. operations. But clearly was one of the great relief pitchers and, uh, and closers that we always had. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot, Colin. Who is, who is this year's Colin Cargill? Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I think we have a, a good collective group of uh, guys that can pitch um, more than I think, more so than I think we've had in the years past. Um, I think we're a little bit we're a little bit deeper in that bullpen. Oh. Um, yeah, I think a lot of guys are going to be able to step up and fill a lot of roles that uh, you know we lost to Hamlin last year. That's a big that's a best shoes to fill right there. Um, we're not going to try to you know replicate what he did. We're just going to try to go out there and or the pitchers are going to try to go out there and do the best. So. And last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the decision was made to move Nick to the starting role, which obviously was the right thing, mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of left a void there. Didn't you? you didn't have a, a guy to go to like when you were playing or when he was the closer? Yeah. Uh, it kinda, it, last year, it kind of left a void. We kind of had to piece things together toward the end of the games. Um, there's a lot of different guys coming at the end of the ninth inning or eighth or ninth inning. Um, but I feel like this year, I feel like, we, um, I, I feel like we'll be better we're able, better able to piece things together than we did last year because of our depth. Mm-hmm. So, how important is it to have a guy at the end? Oh, it's, it's. I, I think it's huge, and you can ask Coach Palmer that too. He loves the guy that can close close the game out. So, um, I, I think it's huge. I mean, that 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 ninth inning, all the drilling kind of goes up a little bit more on each team. Um, the pressure comes on. It just, I feel like that ninth inning, maybe the eighth inning, if the closer comes in, then it, it, the pressure builds a little bit more in those, those later innings. We had a former pitcher on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I, you'll have to give me his name slips my mind, but he, he played for, uh, for Coach Palmer, and he said that his fondest memory was that he was struggling one night, and Coach Palmer came out to the mound and said, Son, you know what? If you could learn to throw a strike, you'd be a pretty good hitter. <laughs> Did you ever hear anything like oh that? Oh, my gosh. Did I? <laughs> that sounds like a corkyism. I heard it all the time. You can make a book out of corkyism. I bet but, uh, so. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I mean, I heard things like that. But I tell you what, Coach Palmer, as, as much as people say that, you know, they joke around with him and everything, that guy, he taught me how to become a man ah. when it comes to baseball. Right. And a man off the, on the field and off the field. Um, right. he, he wanted to bring the best out in every player, and he pushed you. There's no doubt that he pushed you, but it's it's how you respond after that pushing what really made you, you know, 
one of the top guys that he loved. He loved. So, same kid says this story too. He comes to the mound one night. and says, "I'm gonna have to take you out." And the kid says, "Well, coach, I'm not tired." He goes, "Well, I know you're not, but the outfielders are just worn out from chasing down the base hit." <laughs> oh my god! I can. That's another quote. He just write it down in the book. <laughs> I think he just shook his head when he came up to get the ball oh, from me. But I tried. I tried not to let. <laughs> I tried not let not let him get the ball as much as I could. Well, the, the closer role is is so important to not only the physical aspect of playing the game, but the mental aspect of knowing when that guy goes out there, there's confidence in him. This game's over with. They don't shut it down. That's what you're looking for, right? That's what you're looking for. I mean, you got to have that guy that has the mental game, the physical games. Everything about being a closer is is, is hard. Yeah, I mean, every I it's hard imagine. because that it's uh, the pressure. The games on the games on the line. I mean, it could be it could be one to nothing, and nobody's scoring from their team, and they're going to put that pressure on as much as they can in front of the team. So. Um, I, I, it's, it's definitely one of the harder positions I, I think in baseball. So, wow! Well, when you had it, my man. You had it. There's no doubt well, about it. I appreciate that. When you what, and so with the depth of the pitching that's coming into this year, you know, where do you find the strengths and weaknesses of this? Um, I mean, everybody's thinking about it. We're in the bumper music. Uh, yeah, real quick, oh, Colin, we got about 20 seconds. Yeah. Where, where are you fucking with? I mean, I, I definitely think our strength is is our hitting. Um, you know, our, our our lineup is deep from top to bottom. Um, we got a lot of good returners coming back. You know, Walter, Gidry, um, Slater. We got those three in the middle that are going to really help us. I think we're, we're deep on the mound, which is uh, which is going to really help us, you know, throughout the, um, throughout the season. All right, Colin, thank you a lot. Stop, thanks for coming, man. You got it, bud. That wraps it up from Pete Taylor Park opening day. Don't let the weather stop you, folks. Get your gear and head on out baseball. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.